Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 339 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Christy Cosner. Christy lives in Amelia, Virginia, and she is an office manager for a water well drilling company. Welcome, Christy. Hey, how you doing, Jen? Well, it's so nice to talk to you. And I have to tell the listeners, we just had this whole conversation about wells and (laughs) water. And I grew up in the mountains of Virginia, and so we had a well, and we were, Christy and I were 
talking about what happens when the power goes out and your well does well, the pump doesn't work anymore and jugs of water and filling the bathtub. It brought back a lot of memories from from childhood. That's right. I know. I still live in rural Virginia, so you know, just call me country girl with my garden in the backyard, and you know, that was me. I grew up in. I mean, we were. I don't know. It took us like thirty minutes to get to Lynchburg. We were on a mountain. Oh, yeah. Where I live, I'm 30 minutes from anywhere. So there's not, you know, a Walmart or anything within 15, 20 miles. But that's exactly how I love it. So Yeah, exactly. And, and when we first moved to that land, I was, gosh, six, five or six when we, we moved to that land. Like it was just raw land. Nothing was there. And I remember for the first month we were there, we didn't even have electricity. This is the 70s. We were, I guess I was being raised by some hippies, but we had to like, like the power company was like, as soon as you clear the land for us to run the power poles, we'll do that. And so like, I remember my mother and my stepfather out there clearing the land. I mean, it was That's like, awesome. That's oh the way my goodness. Also, it makes you appreciate hard work. Yeah. It's true. I was just playing outside and yeah. Anyway, Living good life, times, you know? memories. Yeah. Yep. So that's how it is here. You know, both sides of my family go back generations and Amelia. So, you know, they call me like the down home girl. So it's kind of funny. Like when you go to the grocery store, everybody knows you, you know, so very small community and, you know, that's the way we like it. I love it. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Actually by accident. And I actually didn't even know I was intermittent fasting, but it was October 26, 2019. Before that, I had my son in 2015, and after that, you know, I noticed that my hair was just falling out at a massive rate, and, you know, I kind of accepted who I was, you know, as far as size-wise. That wasn't, you know, really, it had always been a part of my life, so I kind of accepted who I was as far as that was, but my hair was just coming out, and I said, you know, what in the world is going on? My hairdresser suggested, go get your thyroid checked. And I said, well, you know, maybe I need, I'm approaching 40. I was 37 at the time. Let me go get a whole workup. So talked to a good friend of mine who worked in doctor's offices for years. And she suggested one. And I went in because, you know, I didn't have a regular PCP. Just kind of went to the patient first when I was real sick. Me too. That was what I did too for years. I had an OBGYN and I would go to the urgent care kind of a place if I had a, you know, an infection, like an ear infection, which happened several times a year, but I did not have other, if my OBGYN couldn't take care of it, I just, you know. <laughs> yeah. And for years, like even when I did go to the doctor for something and they did blood work, it was always fine. Everything was good. I was always healthy. So I just classified myself as a healthy big girl. I was just a big girl who was healthy. All right. No big deal. It was genetic. I was big boned. It came back, you know, both sides of my family are big people. So I was just like, this is who I'm supposed to be. Well, my hair was falling out. So I went and got blood work done. And lo and behold, thyroid was all out of whack. So I had hypothyroidism. My cholesterol levels were high. They suggested that I get on a cholesterol medicine that I'd have to take every day for the rest of my life, along with this thyroid medicine. And that was like, no, like I said, all right, here we go. This is the start of pills for the rest of my life, and that is not the road I'm going down. I'm approaching 40, and I'm not doing that because I know that one pill leads to another pill, and I'm just not going down that road. So I said, what else can we do here? Like, what natural path can I take? She said, well, with your thyroid numbers, they were like, I don't know, five times the normal limit. So she said, we really have to start you on that medicine. Let's do that. And then we have this wellness program 
within our doctor's office where you can learn about nutrition and how to take care of yourself as far as trying to reverse that high cholesterol. And, you know, she's like, you're morbid obese. I was 260 pounds. She was like, you were morbidly obese. You were pre-diabetic. She was like, you know, that is the road you're leading down. So, you know, why don't you try this? And how tall are you? I'm five nine. So five, well, five, nine and a half. Let's give me my half inch. That well, half an inch matters, right? <laughs> That's right. So anyway, um, so I said, well, you know, let's try it. You know, I'd done Weight Watchers before and before I had lost 85 pounds on Weight Watchers. So, you know, when I started Weight Watchers years before that, I was 285 pounds. So I got down to like, I remember seeing 198 on the scale and it was like, I'm there. Like I have hit the hundreds. I'm there. I met my husband right around that point. I know I'm kind of all over the place right now. Oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm following it completely. But you know, it's kind of like, you know, the history kind of leads into the beginning sort of. Right. So you just, you know, going back a little bit, you were, you just felt you were like, this is my body. This is, this is how I'm going to live. And I do think it's important to look genetically at both sides of your family. And, and when we're trying to decide what our goals should be, we want to be healthy in our body. You knew that you were not healthy. You were pre-diabetic. You were, you know, hypothyroid. You had high cholesterol. Your numbers were not looking good. So suddenly it wasn't about, hmm, I come from a line of big, big people on both sides. It was, I need to reverse what's happening for my health. And, and that became most important. I totally get that. that that's what matters. It wasn't a size yeah. eight issue. It wasn't, right. oh, let me get in the single digit clothes. It was you know, this is it, Christy. You know, my dad died of a heart attack at 42. Oh, gosh. And oh, my gosh. That is so young. Oh. So, and I said, here we are. Like, what? This is your hard why. And that's, if anything else, like, it's not about getting in a bikini. It's not about, you know, the way you look. You've got to truly find the hard why. Like, the hard stuff that's, like, makes you want to curl up in a ball sometimes and say, this is more important than that. Because, that's what's going to make you not choose what you know you shouldn't choose is the hard why, not the easy excuse. Because we all make those excuses, you know. I call it the old shitty brain. So, our brain is looking for comfort and soothing right this minute. Yep. yep. And whatever you've soothed it with your, all your life, those are those habitual actions that are going to keep playing those roles until you change those habits. That is so true. That's where the discipline comes into yes, intermittent fasting. Because, yes, because intermittent fasting is so simple, but that doesn't mean it's always easy. And you do have to have discipline. You know, we're recording this on July 4th, and, you know, it would be very easy for someone to wake up and say, you know, I'm just going to have, you know, creamy sweet coffee today because it's a celebration. I feel like treating myself. But are you really treating yourself? That's right. That's what and to that think was about. what I learned with the wellness program. So, back to where I was at the doctor's office. So I started the wellness program and it was based on nutrition. So they informed me how food worked in your body. And I love what, that. Oh my gosh. It was so great because it was like eye open and it wasn't like the Weight Watchers meetings, which I felt like I depended on because of the community as far as going to the meetings and the accountability of showing up every week. That's why Weight Watchers worked. But what it missed was the actual nutrition base and what you're putting in your body. Taking it back to the basics and discovering the whole foods, things without labels. 
you know, rediscovering how to cook things and how to, you know, turn nothing into something amazing. You know, my husband suddenly thought I was like a gourmet chef because, you know, I was in there like making, you know, three different vegetables, but it would turn into like this feast. And he was like, what is this? And I'm like, it's just herbs and a little bit it's of olive oil. Like, know, you know, oh my God, that real that, food. That is amazing. And you know, the thing about going back to Weight Watchers, their business model is keep you coming back. The community is really important. I do agree with you that that is, that is the secret to their long-term success with people is the community makes a difference. Before Weight Watchers called themselves WW, I called them WW because it was like Alcoholics Anonymous to me. Yeah, Because totally it was my get it. weekly show up. And I called it with my girlfriend every week. We would go on Wednesday. Then we would go to an Italian restaurant. It was WWW. It was WWW. And we were like. But it was on Wednesdays. So it was three W's. Yeah. Yeah. And we were but showing you know, I, The thing that, that also part of their business model is they want to sell you the processed foods that they make. Those branded Weight Watchers foods that you can buy. And you read those ingredients lists on those foods. And those are not whole foods. Absolutely not. And it's so easy because the points are right here and look at these points and, oh, you can count this and you can do that. It's so easy until it's not, until you're like, well, I don't want to count the points at this cookout. So I'm going to eat this and then it slowly fades away. And it's like nothing has ever worked like this. But I don't think fasting would have worked without discovering nutrition and wanting to teach myself more and more about it to realize how things are working in my body. So you first started with the nutrition and you said this was in in 2019 or when when did you start with with the nutrition was 2019? Yep. So I got on, you know, the way that it worked was they taught you about nutrition, but another part of the program, which I didn't realize was fasting, you did not eat until lunchtime. You ate two meals a day, but you were allowed to have like coffee in the morning but you couldn't, you could have like a flavored coffee. So that's how I started with my black coffee is I would have like flavored hazelnut, but it was just black coffee, you know, with no cream or anything to get over that hump. So I knew nothing about clean fasting till I found you. And they didn't even say you were fasting. That's really funny. They're like, all right, everybody, you're just going to have black coffee and then you're going to eat two meals. <laughs> so it was yeah. like, you know, and your meals were built on a protein carb as far as a vegetable as how you not like bread or pasta or anything, but your carb was a vegetable and then a healthy fat, which would be the oil or butter you cooked it in. So that was how you ate. And I, you know, I kind of told, you know, this is what I told people. I was like, if I can kill it, grow it, pick it or catch it, I'll eat it. So that was basically how I lived my life for the first, well, till I hit my goal weight. And then I found you and realized, hey, I'm fasting. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'm not eating until lunchtime. I was like, but I am having this flavored coffee. So maybe I ought to cut that out. And once I did that, oh my gosh, it's like I didn't have to eat lunch. And I was like, I was like, I'm not hungry. I was like, I can wait until dinner. All right. So I started waiting till dinner. And then sometimes it was like, well, I don't, I mean, I'm fine. Maybe I could just wait until later on. But now it's kind of like I've gotten into a point where it's like, all right, I'll eat probably between like four to seven. I just want to go back to that for a second. I mean, that really, I mean, you were having the flavored coffee. You were having two meals a day. How much weight did you lose? What was your goal at that time? So I've got some notes here. On October 26, 2019, I was 260 pounds. 
March 20th of 2020, I was 199.6. I'd hit Wonderland. And on October 9th of 2020, I hit my goal weight of 150 pounds. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's buyoptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. I have maintained between 145 pounds to 155 pounds since then. That's amazing. Since October of 2020. Yes, ma'am. And I want to go back, though. I wanted to explore the the flavored coffee idea because when you were having the flavored coffee, you didn't realize that it was making you hungrier until you cut it out. And so I, if, if anybody, before you heard about, you know, the clean fast, you would have said, oh, but this works for me. Because I would clearly, have said fasting. I'm yeah, and, and you would Even have also said it works for you yeah, because, because doctor, it was, you know, quote, working. Yep. Because once you, with the program I was on, you reached what they called the maintenance phase. So once you reached that, you were allowed to have heavy cream in your coffee. Well, that was like, oh my gosh, this is paradise. I'm here. Like, I am finally here. I can put heavy whipping cream in my coffee. So it was like I was doing that, and then I found you, and I cut that out, and I was like, whoa, this is no joke. Like I, And then I felt like things on my body started changing, changing even though my weight didn't. See, that's the clean fast right there. And, you know, there's somebody who's a, a very well-known podcaster in the health and wellness industry. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't like to, you know, like to talk about people you know, <laughs> by name and, and feel like I'm being negative. But there's somebody who's very well-known, and he has a book that came out recently, and he you know, was a real big proponent of intermittent fasting. And now he's like, huh, I'm just not real sure now because I see people losing muscle mass. But that I'm like, yeah, but they're not fasting clean. 
you know, that, that is the, the key. So if anybody disparages intermittent fasting in any way and says, well, you know, like, let's say someone's like, I've worked with a lot of people, they did intermittent fasting and they lost a lot of muscle, for example. I'm like, were they fasting clean is the question to ask, because that is what makes the difference. We know about insulin. We know that when your insulin is high, your body can't tap into fat as well. Insulin is anti-lipolytic, anti-fat burning. So your body has to burn something. Insulin. So it's burning that instead of your fat? I mean, you might be burning some fat, but also some muscle because your body can't get to all the fat as well because your insulin is high. So if you're not fasting clean, you're more likely, you know, based on the, you know, what we know about insulin to burn muscle mass. Then you're starving. Starving. Yes. And you're you're not well fueled from your fat. So keeping insulin down really is the key to now your body can really tap into fat stores. Your body is not stupid. It's going to burn fat, not muscle, if it can get to the fat. Anyway, I just had to say that because, you know, two different people in our community have recently talked about this this person in the podcast and his book talking about how he's now a little less likely to promote intermittent fasting because some people have seen muscle loss. And I'm like, fast clean, you won't see muscle loss. Come on now. Anyway, that's the one thing I want to change in the world. I want people to see the power of the clean fast. So you noticed your body changed dramatically after you started fasting clean. Tell us about that. So I found you, I guess it's been about two years now. I've binged like every single podcast you've ever been on and do, and I'm waiting for the new one to drop. (laughs) Yay! Oh, Here's the secret. Now, we're, it actually comes out tomorrow. Fast Feast Repeat Episode 1 comes out tomorrow. But here's here's the secret just for you, Christy, because today's July 4th. If you go to fastfeastrepeat.com, Episode 1 is already there. Boom. You could <laughs> listen today if you wanted to. But it's going to come out on all the podcast platforms tomorrow. I'm but so anyway, excited. I'm so excited. So you found Hooray. (laughs) And that's like the, that is like the goal. I mean, until I found you, it was like, okay, well, let me try what this lady's talking about. I mean, you know, because I listened to lots of podcasts before you. So, you know, but it was all about, you know, nutrition. So like the Dr. Pharmacy, like all of those. That's Mark Hyman. Yeah. Mark Hyman and uh, Dr. Mark Sisson. So all of those I was listening to. And then I found you and I'm like, you know, Let me just give it a try. And I'm going to tell you what, not just not being hungry, but just noticing like, okay, so I was, when I had my son, I was 302 pounds. So my body has been over 300. Wow. And I don't feel like, I'm going to show you now, Jen. I don't feel like. You look fabulous. I wish everybody could see you. I don't feel like I look like I was 300 pounds. Oh my God. I wish everybody could see you. I know everybody's probably going to be like, well, why don't you release video podcasts? I'm not going to do that, everybody. Like Sorry. Because like, I have like bed head like and I don't want to have to get fancy. I'm looking at Christy's muscle. It is fantastic. Christy has not burned up her muscle now. Yes, I have not. <laughs> Take that doctor who does not promote clean fasting and then says fasting burns up muscle. <laughs> Let me, let me, let me talk to him. Let's do a podcast. I, that's the thing. I just, if, if people would just, if these people would just embrace the clean fast, they would be like, oh, because <laughs> people really think, oh, a little bit of hazelnut coffee can't make a difference. A little bit of cream can't make yeah, a bit of difference. A little bit of those natural flavors. Yes, it can. It can. Not. Yeah. Uh, you are so, like, you do not look like you ever so, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people who meet me now, they never knew my story. 
And then a lot of people who have known me my whole life, because I'm in a small town, it's like, I can almost see that they're holding their breath waiting for me to gain it back. But you're not going to. And I I haven't for four years. So it's almost like you run across people who are extremely proud, but then also you run across people who are almost a little mad or a little jealous or a little, you know... Kind of, kind of crazy about it. So I know what you mean exactly. You know they make I mean. the little snarky comments. Oh, right. 100%. I've heard it all. Uh, do you have cancer? Are you on meth? <laughs> but I mean, you look fantastic. You look healthy. You don't look like like there's a popular weight loss drug right now that I'm not going to say by name, and a lot of people are using it. And as they lose weight, they do not look healthy. They do not look. Like, like vibrantly full of life the way that we see with people who lose weight with intermittent fasting. I agree. And it's and that's what I tell people. I'm like, until you try it, but nobody wants to believe you until they do it. It's like a lot of people in my family will say, you're just starving yourself to death. And, I'm, and then they'll see me eat. And it's like, you're going to eat that? <laughs> it's like, that's exactly what I'm going to eat. <laughs> I went out to eat with some friends. We went to a, a trivia the other night. It was a lot of fun, but they're not intermittent fasting. They're new friends that I've met here. And so I'm like eating all the food. I ate everything on my plate. It wasn't a diet meal. I mean, <laughs> and at the end, they're like, you re- you really, you ate all of that. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And they're like, you're tiny. Well, I don't think of myself as tiny. I'm just what I'm normal. I know. But same thing. I went to a cookout recently and a woman said, are you going to eat all that? And I said, I might be back for seconds. And she was like, well, how do you stay that small? I said, girl, you have no idea what my story is. <laughs> it's true. Like, and, and, you know, I, I think people just assume, you know, like I'm like, eating like a tiny little amount of food. No, I eat well. I eat hearty amounts of food. And I want to pop that in there because a lot of people who struggle with plateaus with intermittent fasting, they're like applying what they learned when they were dieters to an eating window. And so they like get more and more restrictive and eat less and less and less. And that is actually not the goal. That's like right. if you're think- if you're not losing weight on a four hour eating window, the key is not now you need a two hour eating window. You actually need to to do something to get your metabolism boosted again, right? A hundred percent. And throughout your journey, like you always have to view it as a journey. Like you're gonna have that diet brain. You're gonna make those excuses. You're gonna have those moments where you're like, all right, maybe I need to cut this out today because I had a cupcake yesterday or something. You got to stop like, you know, but it takes time to learn what works in your body and it takes time to listen to it and realize, hey, is that my fault or is that what really works for me? And I think that, you know, with the intermittent fasting journey, it just allows things to slow down so that you can say, hey, I know that I've got terrible gas when I eat those tortilla chips. So I'm not going to eat those anymore. And it's like, and then it doesn't make it a hard decision. Like, oh, I couldn't eat the tortilla chips on the table because everybody else had them. No, it was because they give me gas. (laughs) See, that's a powerful shift. That is such a powerful shift. And, you know, listeners know I've been struggling with that same mental shift for me when it comes to drinking alcohol and knowing that I don't feel my best when I have it, but also having that feeling of, but everybody else is doing it and it's fun. Yeah, I'm being left out. Yeah, but I I have... uh, all of a sudden in June of this year, I had a, had a mental shift that came out of nowhere and it surprised me. And I'm now like considering myself to be a non-drinker all of a sudden. And it's, it's, it's because, you know, like I had, I had alcohol one time in June 
and I woke up feeling like crap. And I'm like, that really is toxic in my body. And I don't feel good. Why do I keep thinking that I'm going to be a, and I'm like, I don't drink anymore. Yeah. That's exactly how I've gotten with alcohol as well. I mean, amongst other things, but it's like, you know, everybody's having a good time. You know, of course you're like, Hey, you know, I might have a little bit better time partaking, but then I'm like, I'm not going to sleep good. I'm going to feel like crap tomorrow. It's just not worth it. Well, the better feeling, you might feel that mood lift. Like I realized for me, like the the last day, it might be the last day I drink ever. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, But that last day, I was having such a good time and I had so much fun. And then, you know, as it gets to the point where it's like wearing off and I'm like crashing and wanting to go to sleep and then I can't sleep, I'm restless. And I'm like, did that make the night more fun or did it not really? And I'm like, you know, it really, really didn't. So, Because, you know, a lot of fun is like when I go to a dance and everybody else is drinking and I'm not. And they think I'm out there dancing and partying and they're like, do you have a designated driver? I don't need one. I'm I am the designated driver. I'm still right. dancing and having fun. Like, you know, and I think that's the difference. It's like I've learned how to live again. You know, it's like you learn. It's you take it back to the basics, not only in your food. And in not eating when you don't need to eat because you're not hungry, but you're taking it back to the basics with everything, just slowing down, doing things that I love. You know, I don't go to the gym because I need to work out. No, I might go walking in the woods because I love doing that as a kid. I might go floating, you know, kayaking down the river because I love doing that as a kid. I do things I love. I play softball. I play pickleball. I go to Zumba twice a week because I love to dance. It's not because I want to lose weight or build muscle. And that's the way I chose to start living life. Let's live like we love living and stop watching everybody else live it, you know? Yep. And and tune into your body and hear what it's telling you. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything when you don't eat those chips that make you feel yucky. Or drink that beer or exactly same thing. Yep. And and it's just a matter of what what is going to make me feel good. And I can also enjoy the experience. I love Heineken 0.0, no alcohol. I drink one that's a plenty. It's the Close my window. It, it's the mindset shift. Exactly. Sparkling so you water can, and a wine you glass. You can talk all day long about what you're not going to get to do. Or you can say, hey, this is what I am doing now. And look at that. And you're not even going to think about what you're not doing. You're just going to well, be you know, I think back. Day. We're recording this on July 4th. I think back to last July 4th. It was our first one here at the beach. I popped a bottle of champagne open and I don't know, did I drink the whole bottle? I can't remember, but I know I drank more than I probably should have, but it was July 4th. It was a celebration and I'm sure I slept awful. I'm sure like the end of the night's a little hazy tonight, same July 4th, but I'm not going to drink at all and I'm going to eat delicious food, no guilt. I'm going to sleep like a baby, except for those people who will be shooting off fireworks on the beach like really late. (laughs) Stop doing that, everybody. <laughs> I know. But that's so nice. You get to see fireworks like all summer. Oh, well, no, I don't. I don't because it's you can't have them on the beach. Here in Surfside, you cannot shoot off fireworks in the beach except on July 4th. Oh, really? So like at Nags said, it's like all summer. All the time. Well, they, they've changed that, thank goodness. But um, it's crazy tonight because la- I mean, last year was insane. I'd never been here at Surfside on July 4th. And literally like hundreds of people come to the beach with their fireworks and shoot them off. 
And you just sit on your patio and you're like, all right, I got the best view in the house. You got to get on the patio because last year I was sitting on a beach chair on the sand and someone's fireworks went sideways right in front of me. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. So I was like, I need to be up on the Not porch. Not trying to get and- taken out by the shrapnel. <laughs> no. And, you know, Surfside has such a good sanitation group. They they have these little beach sweeper machines every morning. They're out. So tomorrow they'll be out cleaning the beach because it'll have a lot of debris. But they just sweep it up, and filter the sand and Anyway, it's going to be a crazy night, but it's going to be fun. But, you know, it, it's feeling like, you know, intermittent fasting has helped me realize that when you say no to something, you're not missing out. A hundred percent. And being willing to get used to who you are on your journey, because your body's going to change. You're going to be a different person. You're going to feel like a different person. And I mean, all aspects. So, you know, people... I mean, a lot of people don't talk about this, but, you know, as you lose weight and you're a larger person, as I mean, I'm half, literally half the size. I know. I I wrote that down. Uh, You're literally half your size. You were 302 when you were pregnant and you were now between 145 and 155. Yeah. So literally a half size person, you have to learn everything new about yourself, intimacy, I mean, how you're looking at yourself in the mirror. I mean, there's all of these growth changes that are going to, that are going to happen. And you've just got to be willing to go along for the ride and adjust with it and understand that if you remain consistent and it just becomes a part of life, it doesn't become like, it's never been a diet. And that's what people don't understand. My mom still says, oh, my daughter has the strongest willpower ever. And I'm like, nobody has that strong willpower, mama. Four years of willpower? Give me a break. No. Now, that's the part that is so hard for people to understand. Back when you were doing Weight Watchers all and eating all day long, or back when, you know, dieting, whatever diet, that took willpower. Intermittent yeah. fasting takes To bring discipline. my meal to the family reunion because I didn't, I knew this was 20 points. Like, that took willpower. Discipline and willpower are not the same thing, though, right? Willpower means you're struggling because it's hard, hard, hard physically. Your body's sending you signals to eat. With intermittent fasting, the struggle is almost completely mental of, you know, wanting something, but your window's not open and having the discipline to wait, you know, just delay, just delay it, have it later. But but it's not the the strong willpower. It's so much easier. That's right. And I mean, just the titles of your books have just been like mottos of my life. I'm just delaying it. I'm not denying myself anything. And I tell people that they're like, oh, well, you can't eat that. I'm like, absolutely, I can. I'm going to have it later. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what's wrong with saving this for later? And they're like, well, I guess you got a point. I'm like, it's all about how you look at something. I'm never saying I can't. And then like fast, feast, repeat. I say that all the time to people. I'm like, I'm fasting, but I'm going to be feasting. And then tomorrow I'm going to do it again. And they're like, what? And I'm like, read the books, Jen Stevens, read them. (laughs) I love it so much. I really do. Like, my titles are all, like, mantras and actionable because that, you know, we fast, feast, repeat. We feast without fear. We delay, don't deny. you just repeat your titles or your books to yourself, that's really all you need. You just repeat it. Like, whenever you're thinking about having that, it's like, can I, do I really need that now? No. Delay. (laughs) Don't deny. That's right. That's what works for me. You know, just telling myself those things. It, it works so great. You know, tonight we're going to have ice cream after yeah. dinner. Will, Will's coming over. We're going to eat. It, you're not going to regret be great. it. And Absolutely. it's good ice cream. It's Ben and Jerry's. It's really good ice cream. It was on sale, which is why Chad bought it. 
I love he Chad. Came home Chad is, with, uh, I'm a bargainer like Chad. Yeah, he came home with three of the little, I guess, are they pints or they're not pints anymore? They might be less than a pint, you know, they shrink sizes of things, but three of the little containers of ice cream. And, yeah, and I'm like, like, oh, it was on it? sale, right? He's like, yes. <laughs> the buy two, get one free. It was like $2.99 instead of $5.99. Nice. I don't know bought it, but yeah. Go so Chad. Cherry Garcia. And then we've got, I don't know, something that's really chocolatey that's way too chocolatey for me. I'm the Cherry Garcia girl. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, but there's no the, guilt. No guilt. And you don't have to feel bad after you have it. You're like, you know, I looked forward to this. It's nothing wrong. And you're not going to say tomorrow I'm going to eat another pint. You know, you're satisfied with that. Like, and I'm not going to eat a whole pint anyway. I'm just going to eat like enough and then I'm going to stop. Because, you know, back in the days when I was dieting or on the wagon or off the wagon, the days like today, I'm like, well, today's a special occasion, so I might as well eat a whole pint of ice cream because tomorrow I'm back on my diet. But because all that is gone, I get to have exactly how much ice cream I want without the thought of, I better keep eating it because tomorrow I'm back on the diet. And that's where the freedom comes in. That was another thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, people need to be prepared to go through those five stages of grief when you're losing weight. And I mean, you really do. I mean, I wrote them down and I mean, All right, I, that's, that's important to talk about. Denial. Yeah. Yep. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I mean, you go through all of that through this journey. You're going to be denying the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to have that again. What do you mean I'm not going to be able to eat a sleeve of Oreos? You know, you're going to be angry about it. I can't have that when everybody else is having it. I'm not, you're going to go through all of those stages, but you're going to get to acceptance and you're going to get to understanding that this new life is so much better than that old life. I mean, who wants to depend on food and, you know, looking forward to, I mean, I remember days where I would just binge, like I would stay home and I would binge sweet to salty. I called myself a grazer, like literally I would graze like a cow and I would be so full and stuffed and still want something else. Well, you know, what you know now about nutrients that you learned yep. with your, um, never you know, how the food works, you were the actual textbook definition of overfed and undernourished which is one of the most powerful phrases out there. You know, for anyone who is obese, I was obese, Christy, you were obese. For anyone who is obese, you are probably overfed and, and undernourished. You might even be malnourished and you might look at yourself and think, how could I possibly be malnourished? I'm obese. I'm morbidly obese or whatever category you might find yourself in. But the reason you're going from sweet to salty, sweet to salty, binging, binging, binging is because you're not feeding your body the nutrients that it needs. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And when I began to learn that and continued just absorbing the science, reading Jason Fung, you know, I listened to a lot of his podcasts and people related that works with him. I mean, the more you just learn about how things work in your body, the more you just can't deny that. You can't deny that it doesn't work. And then you get to a point where it's like, you don't even want it. Like, that's what so many people say. They're like, well, how about your husband and your son? I mean, you have to, they eat whatever you eat. And I'm like, I have plenty of snack foods in this house. Like I could show you my cabinets now. I'm not going to tell my eight-year-old that he can't have something. Do I, you know, try to encourage him to only eat when he's hungry? Absolutely. Because he does face a lot of the genetic things that I did. But I don't look at those things in the cabinet and ever want them, ever. 
like they never even look appealing to me. I would now, if I'm going to make a homemade pie or a homemade cookie, then absolutely I'm going to have some of that. But it's not going to be the processed packaged stuff with a million ingredients on the label. Yeah. See, Chad still buys that kind of stuff for him. Like he likes tortilla chips, but he likes a bargain. Okay. So, so now, my husband imagine. is very much like Chad. He's tall, thin. He's never had a battle with his weight. I mean, and he literally goes, and that was in the very beginning, I had to cut him out from eating like snacks in the bed. I said, look, if you're going to be late night snacking, you got to do it in the kitchen. Like no more. You were not emotionally ready to be around all that yet. But these tortilla chips he's buying, right? The ones we have in the pantry right now, I don't want to eat them. They're they're not organic. And I'm all like, I don't want to eat all that GMO corn. That's just kind of after writing, writing cleanish. Like I'm really like, oh, I don't want that. But and they're in those oils and they just are like like after you eat them, like my mouth feels coated with like nah. and I'm like, I'm not eating those chips. So I don't even want them. And that's the thing. That snack is there. And I love salty, crunchy things. Yeah. So that's what people have a hard time understanding is because they're used to doing diets where they couldn't they had to clean their whole house out. Everybody in the house is going to eat like we're going to eat. Everybody's mad. Everybody's angry because we're all doing Weight Watchers. Now it's not like that. It's like, no, they're going to eat the dinners that I cook because they're great. They're delicious. My son loves them. There's nothing wrong with them. And I mean, if people would just realize how much money they would save, it's just, I mean, it's amazing. Like Real you know, food is delicious. And you are in rural Virginia where you have got access to probably some of the most amazing food. I mean, if I didn't have a garden of my own, which I do, I mean, there's farmer's markets on every single corner. I mean, there's neighbors. I mean, talk to your neighbor. Get all the grass fed. You know, that's what I'm saying. Seek it out in your communities, even in big cities now. I remember one of my friends, her dad was a dairy farmer. Like, that is what they did. And, you know, I have friends that raised hogs and people with gardens. It was everywhere. The freshest natural, real food was everywhere around. And I was growing up eating my SpaghettiOs. I mean, I was just like, oh, poor little Jen eating her SpaghettiOs and having her TV dinners because I was allowed to be such a picky eater. And, <laughs> and you know, anyway. I always grew up eating meals, but we ate big meals. I mean, because, you know, I grew up on a farm. So it was like, you know, we were going to eat and then you had to go out and you had to work hard. So, you know, but you didn't realize that you didn't need need to eat as much as a man. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know? that's true too. So, yeah. <laughs> or as often as a farmer when you're not farming. You know? Yeah, so, and I also bet you know I remember thinking back to my gram my grandmother's cooking, and you know they lived in South Carolina, a rural rural ish part of South Carolina. They had a farm as well. Well, they had gardens. My granddaddy grew squash. He grew corn. I mean, he was an architectural engineer, but he loved hobby farming. He, he loved to grow things. Butter beans, shelling the butter beans. I remember all of that. But um, I come also in for remember lunch, right when the young and the restless, yeah, prices right is on. Oh, we, well, my grandmother was watching Days of Our Lives. She was watched all those. Yeah. So <laughs> we were, was it? Well, I can't remember. But anyway, she watched all those on. Was it NBC? I can't remember. Yeah, but, but we called lunch dinner, and then supper was supper. So that's what she come, called it. Yeah, you come in for dinner about eleven twelve, and you ate a big meal, and then supper was about six. But, you know, honestly, if we would have continued eating like that and just skipped that breakfast, that's really what we're doing now anyway. So it's like, you know, you're just pushing it back a little while. So, you know, taking it back to the basics is where it's all at. 
you know, and that's butter beans fresh from the garden. Like if I could just go back in time and have some of her butter beans and a fresh ear of corn mm, right this minute, I would have it. Oh, so good. But she made a full dinner and my granddaddy came home from his job for lunch every day. They had a sit down lunch and then a sit down dinner. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So some of those things, it's like, you know, they just continue, but then in our modern conveniences, you know, you just think it's so much easier to buy the frozen or to buy the packaged one. And then I think that that's kind of, you know, we got to a point where we just wanted to believe, you know, everything you're sold. And then it's like, you got to really sit back and say, look, General Mills and Kellogg's, they're not in it for us. They're in it for their bottom line. You know, I also look back at my grandmother's kitchen and she had that amazing fresh food, but she also had tab and bugles and because chicken and a biscuit crackers. Yeah. Tang. She would make up a pitcher of Tang. Do you remember Tang? Yes. One I mean, and it was. The diet I ever got put on was because of my grandma at 12 and it was Shackley. Do you remember Shackley? It I remember was like hearing about that. Before was it Slim Fast. Yeah. Before Slim Fast, but it was Shakes. And you bought like a tin can of this disgusting powder. And I mean, she had me drinking this. I'm talking like 10 years old. So. Oh my gosh. Well, we were drinking our tang because it was good enough for the astronauts. And we had the little easy cheese in the can and you would squirt it on your bugle. <laughs> you know, so, you know, there wasn't all just fresh vegetables from the garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that was the whole, that that generation, my grandmother's generation grew up with, you know, that was where industrial food really came in. And they embraced it. Like when we, when she went into assisted living in a nursing home and later in life, it was, you know, I, I helped, you know, organize her home for sell, sale and estate sale and all that. And I, in her cabinets, she had this box of Dream Whip. Like, like and it's even worse than right on up too. She would have, and I swear, I mean, she she moved that box of Dream Whip around from house to house probably since the seventies because that's it not, looked like mm-hmm. something from the seventies. My she grandma's still it. the same way. She's yeah. got you can go to her cabinets and there's stuff from when I was a kid still in there. Yeah. So, like I feel like this Dream Whip expired when I was still in high school, but okay. <laughs> I'm sure they don't even sell this anymore. <laughs> well, it was like a Dream. It was a box. It looked like like Jello or something, but it was like a, a whipped cream replacement that you were going to whip it up. And I don't know what it was made of, but I'm sure it was not any real food at all. And a hundred percent. So, and I think that that's what you, it's like a cross blend of, you know, I don't know. I just think that when you really consider, you know, how things would have looked like, you know, in the time of Jesus, you know, would he walk in our grocery stores now and would he pick the boxes off the shelf? Absolutely not. You know, he's going to walk around the perimeter. He's going to get things that don't have the label on it. And That's really how we ought to think and eat and just, you know, get back to, you know, giving your body time to just understand where you're at in your journey. I love that. Now, does your husband do any kind of intermittent fasting with you? I know you said he never needed to lose weight. He's like Chad, but does he? Yeah, he's very, and he's always been one of those guys where it's like some days he may not eat, you know, just because he's like, I'm not hungry today. But then other days he might eat three meals. So, so he's, you know, he just never lost touch with his regular hunger and satiety signals. He doesn't just eat to eat. He eats when he's hungry. Absolutely. Now, I don't think that he eats correctly. Like he's one of those construction guys who wants to eat at a gas station. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like he could be one of those skinny guys that might be diabetic. Right, <laughs> so, right. So, you yeah. know. I'm on him about that all the time, but, you know, and I explained to him, really, you shouldn't be in there at 10 o'clock at night eating cupcakes, you know, <laughs> but it's, 
He's like, what? You know, I've only, I'm 150 pounds, six foot four. So <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, that's so funny. But right. He's, he's got to figure it out for himself, but <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think that a lot of times that's a struggle for people. Like if you've been thin your whole life, you don't realize that you could also be unhealthy, you know? And a lot of people should fast, even if they are thin. I mean, I think really everybody should. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Well, Chad's aunt is is an example of that. She was always very, very, very thin, and she didn't actually eat a lot of meals during the day, but she was always like having a candy bar, drinking a Coke kind of a thing, and she was just always so thin. But then she got early onset Alzheimer's, and, you know, they call that type 3 diabetes. And so she was thin, so you could you feel like, oh, I can eat what I want, I can do what I want, but I wonder how much of that, you know, affected. It is, and there's so much truth to that. My grandmother right now, she's 91, and she's going through some dementia, and she has type 2 diabetes, and she was diagnosed with that in her 60s. So you could just see the onset of type 2 diabetes and how it affected her brain, and here she is now, you know, it's not to the point where she has to have a caregiver 24 hours, but it's getting there. So if you ever need those reminders of why that stuff doesn't, it's not even real food, it's literally poison, then look at it like it's poison. You know. Well, you know, and the, that real food, I, I love the phrase, food is medicine. That's been around for thousands of years. It's not a brand new phrase. And, you know, early on, doctors didn't understand phytonutrients. They didn't know vitamins and minerals. They didn't understand... But they were able to make a cause and effect relationship between what people ate and how they were holding up, they right? They so. cured scurvy, you know? Yeah, they didn't know why. <laughs> yeah, didn't know why, but they were going to eat them oranges, you know, because it fixed it. So it's like, you know, that's why I just think the more we think simple and we listen to our bodies, the better off we really are. And, you know, if everybody would just you know, absorb your mind into the education. I mean, it's out there. You just got to look for it, you know, stop waiting for a switch to flip and, you know, oh, it's just going to be easy. Like there's no easy pill. There's no easy thing. It's just literally a lifestyle, a simpler lifestyle. You're just wanting to live a simpler life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you talked about listening to your body and eating real foods, you know, like oranges, you talked about oranges and they knew that oranges were, you know, cured scurvy. They didn't know why, but right now there's like a whole subset of people probably who are like, I can't eat an orange that has too much sugar. Yep. 
Absolutely. And it's like, hey, it but they would drink a protein sweet. shake. That's right. <laughs> you know, like the protein a, shake full yeah. of chemicals and a artificial sweeteners is a healthy choice. And like, there's now something right now. It's protein water with added electrolytes, and it's it's just like I saw that the other day. I'm like protein water with added electrolytes. And you, if you ever want to know what what's trending in the health world, go to Costco and look around because whatever they're selling, you know, like is trendy. But for some reason, right now, the idea like protein has the halo. You think it's always different what has the halo right now. It's protein and apparently electrolytes. So if you want to sell something, write protein and electrolyte blank or and vitamin. people will buy it. Exactly. Yep. Whereas really you should just eat go the orange. Get the vitamins. Yeah. Go out there and get the actual vitamins and the nutrients. You know, eat the I've orange, got, eat the chicken, eat the whatever. Yeah. Have I've got a, bean, a girlfriend have some right now that's trying to get me on um, juice plus. And I said, I'm like, well, you know, it says it's 99 vegetables and fruits, but I could just eat the vegetables and the fruits. And she's like, but you're not going to eat that many. And I'm like, well, I don't need to eat any more than what my body needs. <laughs> like, You know, so I don't need to have $600 a month taken out of my checking account to be on Juice Plus. Like, but it would help her because then her Juice Plus would be free. Because that's, that's how those things work. They're like, well, if you sign up under me, then I, mine will be free. So you need to try this. It's changed my so that's life. That's the thing. Like, this is free. <laughs> it's all free. Like, I didn't have to buy anything from you. I didn't, you're not selling me anything. Nope, not going to. Sorry, I got nothing to sell you. I joke about it. I'm going to make some fasting water. Yeah. Or some fasting coffee. A lot of people on my journey, they've kind of, you know, they get a little upset. Like I'm withholding some sort of secret. Like I've got some kind of secret that I haven't told them about. And I'm like, I told you what I do. (laughs) Like, you know, there's no secret going on here, but it's almost like people really think that there's, something you're keeping from them. And it's like, just do the research, read the obesity code, read Jen Stevens and the science is there. And if you don't believe them, go even deeper. I mean, you know, it's all there. So just don't be scared. I mean, yeah, I love that. Don't be scared because it sounds scary. There's that quote that I didn't make up, but I love, let's see if I can paraphrase it. Dieting is easy in contemplation, but hard in execution Whereas fasting is hard in contemplation, but easy in execution, meaning that dieting, we always think it's going to be so easy to go on this diet, but then we do it and it's hard as heck. But fasting, you think it's going to be hard, but then it isn't. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And until you actually jump off and do it and see how it works and how what your body can really do. I mean, like all these people that are like, oh my gosh, should I eat two hours before I go work out? And, you know, they just overthink everything. And it's like... I go to Zumba two times a week. I haven't eaten all day and I have the best time ever. And I look forward to dinner. Everybody knows. All right, Christy's going home to eat. That's right. Cause I've been looking forward to this meal and it's like, I'm going to go home and I've, I've worked out. I felt great. I didn't have to have a pre-workout. I didn't have to eat two hours before that. There's no time frame. Do what feels right, right in your body. And, and show me your muscles again. You got great muscles. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. I wish y'all could see him. She's super muscular. Now, this, my son laughs well, at He, he comes little, and he grabs. The, he goes, why is your skin her like that? I'm like, this is my trophy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> and that is also true. I mean, our bodies, when you stretch your skin out yes. to it's an not obese amount, of, you're not going to look like you, but I don't. I don't think either of us look like we lost the amount of weight that we lost. We don't have like hanging piece, you know, skin. We got a little, little bit of looseness. No, like if you, you blow up so a balloon, good. well, you thank look- you. But if you, 
blow up a balloon really big and then it deflates. If you've ever seen a deflated balloon, it doesn't have the exact shape it did before you blew it up, but it it isn't just crazy looking either. And I'll tell you (laughs) that, I mean, we don't look like we've had, you know, like gastric bypass or any kind of surgery. I mean, I've seen, you know, bless those people, you know, up one side and down the other, but you can really see that their skin elastic. It's, it's, it's almost like their body can't absorb nutrients anymore. You know, and once my skin elasticity got worse after menopause. Like I looked tighter and slimmer pre-menopause because of just the hormonal changes. And, you know, we all know, we all seen the 80-year-old woman on the beach in her bathing suit whose skin looks like it's dripping down. That's just changing skin elasticity with age. So, you know, I've got a little more wobbliness than I did five years ago, but I'm just a that's okay. Yeah, I've got to thank you for that too, because, you know, you were talking about the hormones and that kind of thing. So the last time I went to my doctor, I had a discussion with her about some issues I was having and come to find out I've got an IUD and people with IUDs really need to have estrogen cream replacement because it naturally thins your cervical wall and creates a lot of loss and moisture. So pain. Oh, I, yeah. I get that. And pain. I, I didn't, so it's yeah. like without you talking about, you know, being in tune with your hormones, it's like you got to realize maybe it's not just in your mind sometimes. Yeah. It oh, it's definitely really not in your mind. Going on. If you don't feel good, you know, the, the traditional answer is, well, that's just how it is when you're yeah. that age. You're just Suck it older. up. You're just and getting thank, older. Yeah, thank goodness for my friends who are functional medicine doctors in this community that I've been part of for the past couple of years. And the whole idea of no, if you feel bad, you do not have to just suck it up. You're 40 something years old, Christy. That's just how it feels. Wrong. And life <laughs> can be fun and great until you're 90 or until I'm going to be 120. Like I already, uh, know. I don't know about 120. That's a- <laughs> oh, I'm and I'm feeling good all the way too, girl. I definitely want to see a hundred. A hundred twenty right. sounds like a lot. I don't, will I think will we have through. maybe? Will we have flying cars by then or not? I don't know. Really? Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> well, today Will sent me a happy Fourth of July message, and it like had exploding fireworks as the effect. And I'm like trying to send it to him. I didn't know how, so he had to teach me. So can you even imagine? what technology is going to be like in 50 yeah. years. <laughs> I'll be like the old grandma. I'll be like, I don't know how to do it. I remember iPhones back in the day. Now they're That's doing it right. with their eyes or something. <laughs> but I'm ready to ready to learn it all, right? Absolutely. Me too. So is there I'm anything be- that you sh- struggle with? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, you might feel like, I get a little sweet tooth every now and again. I might have a little more dark chocolate or cashew butter than I probably should. But, you know, I think that for the most part, just, you know, continuing to just remind myself every day that, hey, look, today's a new day. It's another fasting day. Yesterday was gone. And, you know, that's been a struggle to try to accept. But, you know, I think that's just part of the journey. Perfection is not required. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. I love that. And the whole idea of looking for perfection, that's the whole toxic diet culture right now. And people who are like really on the health and wellness side, coming from a good place of not wanting to have those chemically chips or whatever. Yeah. But one day you might have some and that's okay too. And not, you know, that's, you know, clean ish. We, We got the ish and not beating yourself up even when you're eating and you want to eat real foods. Still, perfection is not required. It's just mostly what you do. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, dealing with the whole, you know, image thing, of course, we all think, oh, well, maybe I should look better than what I look. But, you know, I have to continue to remind myself this has been a long journey and you've done great and you look great. I mean, my husband always reminds me about how great I look. But, you know, that that's a big thing because, you know, media and what's out there and everything that's shoved in your face can make you feel like you're never good enough. But that doesn't matter. No matter what size you're at, whether you're 300 or 150, you might go to the store and not find a pair of pants that fit right. That is so true. You know, I went shopping the other day. I went to this little Lily Pulitzer store down in Pauly's Island, and I fit in a zero. I fit in a two. I fit in a four. The extra small fit, the small was too small. I mean, it was like I fit in all the sizes. And uh, yeah, I I'm remember like, when I was 300 pounds, I used to think I can't wait to be small so I can go get clothes anywhere I want to. Well, guess what? I still struggle. <laughs> well, there was a dress and it was so cute and I really wanted to to find this dress, but the extra small and the small, I didn't like the way they 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 hung fit around my yeah. hips. That they were they were designed for someone with a more straight up and down shape and I'm a little curvier. And so I couldn't couldn't buy that dress even though I bought another dress that was size zero and it looked amazing because it, you know, I have a small waist, but then I go out around my hips and my bottom's a little bigger. Yeah. So, I mean, a hundred percent, I think that a lot of the struggles that we have, you're going to have at any size and you need to accept that along the way because it's all about that mindset shift and how you're going to look at it. And it wasn't that my body's flawed. It was just that wasn't cut right for me. That's right. The fashion was not right for you. You know, that design was not right. You know, it's not because, you know, you need to go lose another five pounds to get in that dress. <laughs> no, that dress was not for me. I was like, well, it looked beautiful around my shoulders. I didn't like the way it fit from the waist down, so I didn't buy it. We are almost out of time. I think we could talk for five more hours, but we can't. So what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Just absorb your mind and all the research out there, all the podcasts. I mean, I could show you my podcasting. Listen to Jen, listen to Jason Fong, read the books, learn for yourself what is going on in your body, what insulin does, what glucose does, what all of the things that matter are, because you're going to think about that instead of choosing, I don't want to say a bad food choice, but something that's not even real. You're going to choose, you're going to choose the science over the process. So, and that's, you know, you're going to choose the truth over, you know, what you're being sold by the big manufacturers. So, you know, just learn about what goes in your body, learn what makes you feel good and do what you love. Like live life the way that you want to live. Go back to feeling good like you were a kid again, because you can, you know. It's, That's how I live my life. I very much like I'm a kid. I know. I wish I could walk on the beach with you. I know. Do you ever come down here this way? I will. We'll have to get together. Do brunch. Do it. They got a little doggy saying, Mama, yeah. that's enough. <laughs> I think my husband just got home and my son. Oh, goodness. Well, Christy, it has been so great to talk to you today. It's been so good to talk to you. Thank you so much, Jen. And thank you for everything that you give to all of us. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. 
So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.